This is the Awakened Pregnancy Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Cattle, intuitive life coach, mama, and multiple hat wearer. I've learned firsthand that pregnancy is our invitation to awaken the divine that is already within. In this podcast, I'll show you how you can invite self-love, acceptance, connection, and intuition into your day so you too can have an incredible journey into mamahood. Keep listening for today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to episode 10. It has been a little while. It's been a minute. I've had some crazy stuff going on for me personally. And yeah, I've been MIA for a few weeks if you're listening in real time as the episodes are released. And I thought that before we jump back in to the usual, um, I don't know, the, the, the scheduled podcast that I have ahead, I wanted to jump in and give you a bit of an update on what has been going on. So I spoke a little bit about this on Instagram. I was doing my best to kind of share as I was going through what I was going through so that I could really, I guess, show you guys, those of you who are interested, what it looks like to be going through the craziness. And in saying that, obviously it felt very vulnerable for me. So I yeah, I mean, I shared to the point that I was comfortable with. I'm definitely not about exposing yourself to a point that feels uncomfortable or having like a vulnerability hangover because you feel like you've gone too far or shared too much. So yeah, I was kind of mindful of sharing without, um, yeah, I guess pushing myself too far to where I felt too uncomfortable. Um, but now that I'm kind of through the craziness, I thought that it might be nice to come in and share my experience because this is something that comes up for so many of us. We face these crazy times in our life where we're overly emotional or we feel, um, you know, a really strong rise of emotion. So whether it's like resentment or frustration or anger or really intense self-loathing, We all go through times in our life where we have these intense emotions that somewhat get stuck and they don't kind of flow through us freely. And so, you know, we go, we go through these times of growth. And so I wanted to, I guess, shine the light on what it's been like for me to help bring a little bit of comfort to you and kind of show you, um, yeah, I guess what I've been going through and hopefully, yeah, bring you a little bit of comfort. So I've got a couple of notes because I want to make sure that I don't just give you a like, and then this happened and then this happened because that's boring. I want to, I guess, deliver this to you in a way that offers you something that you can take away for yourself rather than just a sticky beak look into my life. Um, But yeah, over the past month or so, I have been growing through some massive, massive changes in myself. And I want to be clear because I do um, have a little bit of a, I don't know, I don't know if it's a lisp, but I have this funny thing when I talk sometimes. I said growing through, not going through, just to be super clear. Um, and what I mean by that is there's been some things rising in me that I have been moving through myself. And so it happened or it started about a month ago um, in time with when I'm recording this podcast. So it was on or around the Aries full moon in October in 2019. And this particular moon, in my understanding, and I am definitely not a astrologer, so I don't know heaps about this, but it's just from my own research and kind of what I pick up along the way. 
But my understanding was that that particular moon was about feeling things very deeply. So it wasn't going to be a surface kind of experience. This was the deep stuff. And I am a Taurus, but my moon sign and my rising sign are both Aries. So that kind of has a big impact on that. And again, not an astrologer, but I found a little bit of information on what a rising sign is and a moon sign. So I thought I would just read that so you have some idea. So your moon sign reveals your inner self. It can give insight into the way you handle your emotions and fears. It can also give insight into the way that you love and feel. The moon also governs your moods. So that is... um. Yeah, that's the moon sign, which is Aries. And then the rising sign, also known as your ascendant, represents the way others see you, your general impressions on people, and your spontaneous reactions. So both of those are Aries, uh, and we were under the Aries moon. So even though my star sign is Taurus, I'm very – well, I – yeah, a lot of me is actually um, Aries. So – Being under that full moon, it was very, very intense emotion. And in line with that, we had decided that we wanted to start trying for another baby. And that brought up a lot of fear in me. So to give you the short story, if you're not aware of it, it took us five years to conceive Flynn and it was a very, very challenging time. And so even though I thought I had healed and moved through a lot of that with Flynn, in making that decision, a lot of fear came up. And Michael is the complete opposite. Like he is the complete opposite. He doesn't have any fear at all. But for me, it has definitely cracked open an old wound. And so that was really, that really came to the surface, you know, making that decision around the same time as this moon that was encouraging us to feel things so deeply. It was a lot. It was a lot for me. There was a lot of pain that came back. And it was like I was reliving a lot of the pain from before we had Flynn when we were trying to conceive him. It was that intense. Like it was to the same level as of intensity. So that was really confronting to be, um, I guess, to be in that again, because I honestly thought I'd really moved through it. And I think I have in a lot of ways, but this moon was just helping me to see that there was still work to do there. So that was really big. And then around the same time, I was also asked to speak, which I have now done in front of almost a thousand people, which is the most I've ever spoken in front of. And I was asked to speak about something close to me. And so I had a bit of free reign with the topic, but basically the essence of it was self-belief. And so I had to kind of have something within those bounds. And so that's definitely my area of expertise. And it felt very natural for me to speak in that space. But around this time, again, this was around that full moon, there was so much rising in me and I was finding it really hard to make decisions. I was starting to notice that I was really indecisive. And whenever I'm in this state, I drop back into my intuition because that's where we find the answers. Our head will always to and fro, our ego will get in the way, but I always drop back to my intuition and that is where I find the clarity. And I was really struggling to tap into that. And I was like, why can I not access it? Like I'm still questioning everything. And it was really unusual for me because I'm not an indecisive person at all. In the past, I'm very decisive. I know what I want. I've like I commit to it and it's chosen. Like I'm not someone who goes back and forth. Even to the point that like I was buying, like if I bought a piece of clothing, I would bring it home, try it on and be like, oh, I don't think I like it anymore. Like I was just so like painfully indecisive. 
And so these were all, this was all kind of going on at the same time and it really came to the head around that full moon and it went on for like a good few weeks. I'm feeling now that I'm really past it and it's about a month that it's, um, yeah, about a month since then. But what was happening for me or what I was kind of seeing in myself was the indecisiveness that I spoke about. I was also seeing that I was really agitated. I was struggling to be present. I was really distracted. Uh, Even when I was kind of in a situation where I had the opportunity to be present, my mind was just like going wild. Like I just, I really was struggling to connect. So struggling to connect with Michael, with Flynn, I was struggling to hold a conversation. Like my mind was just all over the place. Um, And some other things I put on a bit of weight, which I believe was stress related. Um, But yeah, they were kind of the main things that I started to see. And so I began Gun to get really emotional. Um, my self-talk went like down, down, down. And I was really, yeah, I was really speaking to myself in a really horrible way. Um, and I became really emotional. And so it was a really intense time because I had these, these kind of two things going on. But with the um that opportunity to speak in front of the large group that had really triggered something inside of me. And again, I think that this was very much in line with that moon as well, that it showed me how many decisions I was making that were actually looking for, that I was actually looking for external acceptance. And so this was really confronting to me because I actually didn't think at all that that was the space that I was in. I know I've been there in the past, but somehow over the last 18 months. And I say that because it has been since I've had Flynn somewhere in my journey into becoming a mama, like my journey to motherhood. I lost my way as far as what it is that I desire and what I wanted to call in. And so in a lot of areas I was, you know, I was leading, leading my life with the choices I wanted to make, but this, this stirring inside me was showing me that there were so many parts of myself that was still based on this old program of seeking external acceptance. And so this is why I was really struggling with this indecisiveness because I was hyper-focused on making the choices for myself because I was, you know, I guess I was really having the light shone on this with the talk that I was doing, you know, this, this, this big speech I was doing in front of all these people. And then I was also having all this stuff arise inside of me around being a mother again, becoming a mother again. And so the spotlight was really on my internal world because I knew I needed to get that in check, but I was really, really struggling because I couldn't make any choices because everything that I had previously done. So I'd had this realization, right? I'd had the realization of I'm making my choices based on external acceptance. And so I realized that, but then it kind of threw everything in the air because once I took away that idea or that program, or I was aware of it. I no longer had a framework to base my choices on. And obviously, if you're listening, you're like, well, base it on your intuition, which is logically the obvious answer. But when you've been running a program for 31 years and basing something on something else and you remove it, you need to have something else to work with that feels like a solid foundation. And so from a logical point of view, obviously. And this is what I would say too, is trust your intuition. But I was so disconnected from that because I'd literally not made choices from that space. Like, yes, there were a few here and there, but I had been under this false illusion that that's where everything was coming from. And I want to touch on this for a second because 
there are people in my life who, when I express this to them and I talk about realizing that this is me living from ego, which is exactly what it is, in so many ways, I've actually come across quite a fair bit of judgment and not from the point of view of like, oh, that's terrible, Kate, more from the point of view of, oh, no, I don't do that. And I just want to highlight to you that some people, and this could be you, aren't aware that you're living in ego. And so it's really easy to judge someone or look down on them because they say, I'm basing all of my choices on external acceptance. For so many of us, this is actually what we're doing. We just don't realize it. I wasn't consciously deciding to look for external acceptance through my choices. Like no way. Like I do so much work on myself and I have for a really long time, but this was just a deeper layer. So there was a deeper layer to this story or this program that I had been running that I hadn't yet faced or hadn't need to face yet. But when I had this spotlight shone on my internal world, as far as getting up and speaking about making choices based on your truth in front of a thousand people and also deciding that we wanted to have another baby and all the fear that came with that, it made me look at the way that I was making my choices and the way I was living my life in a much deeper way than I had before. Like it was exposing these deeper layers that were beneath what I'd been doing. So I had done the work. I was living what I thought was in my truth, my alignment. I was on the right way. I was on the right path to that. But there were so many parts of my life that were still laced with external acceptance. And this is something like this is part of our society. Like this is what we're growing up with now, guys. Like this is this is what we are growing up with. Like I, yeah, it's intense, right? It's intense for our children. It's intense for us. It's a lot, but we need to realize that it doesn't have to be that way and that we have got tools and support to be able to move through these kind of things. And so this was really like, like I was saying, this was really exposing for me to kind of see myself in this way and to see that, yeah, to see that even though I'd done all this work, that there was this massive, massive story that I needed external acceptance that was running my life in such a massive way. Like it was really, really confronting for me and I was really nasty to myself about it. Um, and again, I'm sharing this with you because not because I want sympathy, because that is the last thing I need. I don't need sympathy at all. I'm actually really freaking proud of myself because what I've just been through the last month has been intense. And, you know, it reminds me of um, the quote that Brene Brown always shares, the the man in the arena. This is um, just off the top of my head. This isn't the exact quote. But if you're not in there doing the work, if you're not in the arena, if you're not, you know, sweating and bleeding in there, giving it a go, it's not your place to, you know, it's not your place to contribute to the conversation basically. Um, So, yeah, I guess I just wanted to kind of say that in case you're sitting here being, you know, I want to call you out basically. Don't pity me. Don't, um, yeah, don't, don't kind of, I guess, offer yeah, the the pity or the shame or um, I guess don't put yourself on a pedestal because you haven't been in it or you, you know, you're not in it right now. Um, Because in fact, I believe that it's those of us who are doing the work, we're in the trenches, we're moving through these massive emotional blocks. Like we're the ones who are thriving, we're the ones who are brave, we're the ones who are making ourselves vulnerable over and over again. And that might seem a little bit aggressive, but I feel really called to say that because I know that there will be people listening to this 
who are in that situation, like, oh, you know, like, I mean, I guess kind of having that point of view. So yeah, I wanted to say that and call you out in case that's where your mind is going because I can guarantee that all of us have got programs that we're running that are not serving us to our highest good. And if we were to see them with a crystal clear magnifying glass, that we would be pretty shaken to see that that's what we're living by. And so I'm really proud of myself for going deep into this fear and working through it. And it has been a lot, but it's been what I've needed to do for this next stage of my life because my ego had found a way to run the show way, way, way too much And the voice was turned right up and it was really taking away my happiness. It truly, truly was. So where am I at now? Um, I'm doing great. I'm awesome. I feel amazing. And I feel like I really have worked through this belief in an incredible way. I lent on the support of Tara Shields, who is my kinesiologist, who I spoke to you guys about in a previous episode, episode nine, I think it was. And I worked with her. We reprogrammed the belief. I've also done heaps of journaling. I have been, obviously, I've taken some time out from work. I've been really slow. I've been allowing this to pass. I've been giving myself plenty of downtime and me time. Solitude is one of my highest values. And so I've been giving myself as much of that as I can with a toddler. But what I've realized or what I've come to kind of see about where to from here is in the past, I have really enjoyed living a very fast paced life. Like I've, and I mean, I say that not in the sense of like a corporate world in a city, but I've always got things on. Like I literally have stuff on all day, every day. And through this experience, I've realized that I am no longer interested in living my life that way, like in no way at all. It's perfectly like it's perfectly okay if that's what makes you thrive, but I know for me I'm kind of done with that. And so instead, my focus is very much on connection, intention, grounded presence. This is where I intend to spend as much of my time going forward. And I know that this is because it serves me on a deeper level. History shows me and like my when I'm talking about history, I mean my the history of my life shows me that I truly thrive when I pull back. And what I mean by that is pushing, hustling, like working my butt off is not for me anymore. Like I've had times in my life where it was, but at this point I actually do better in all senses of the word when I just pull back and I just allow things to unfold. So it doesn't mean I don't work or I'm not going to work, but it means that I take that pressure off myself and find the joy in it again, which is something I'd really lost. So that's that's a really big thing for me going forward. But the other thing that I wanted to mention as well is that I want to get to a place where I can self-heal. And I don't think that this is like a prized, you know, like you have to get to this place, but it's something that I feel really called to. I know that I'm a healer. And it has frustrated me a lot that I struggle to heal myself. And I mean, that's, you know, it's the na- it's the nature of it, right? You can't, if you're a hairdresser, you can't do your own hair. You get a hairdresser to do it. And I, I definitely lean on the support of those around me, but I, I'm in a place now where I want to be able to support myself to heal a little bit more deeply on my own because I know I'm capable of it. So In saying that, I want to be able to truly connect to that inner comfort, that inner support, that inner connection, all of that goodness that I already have inside of me. And a big reason for that and something that is really calling me to step up in that area is my son. 
And a friend of mine over the weekend, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in a second, but a friend of mine over the weekend said that one of the most important things or potentially the most important thing that we can teach our children is how to find their comfort and healing within. And that really hit me because I was like, wow, that is so spot on. Like if we weren't looking for external validation in any way, right? Like if we're if we're able to find that within, that completely shifts the way that the world works, right? Like all of the marketing we see is like fear-based, right? So if we're not in a state of fear, then we no longer are susceptible to that, for example. But there are so many things in our modern world that are fear-based. And so we're constantly seeking external acceptance for that very reason. So thinking about Flynn, I'm kind of like, how can I teach him that? Like, how can I teach him to find his comfort within, to not be seeking externally? And I truly believe that that comes from me doing it myself, right? If I can't do that, like that's the starting point. If I, if I don't know the way home to myself, then how the hell am I going to teach it to my son, right? So that's where the first step of, I guess, where to from here. That's where that comes in for me. And so over the weekend, I we went as a family, we went to Byron Bay for two nights, which if you're not from Australia, it is like a really beautiful healing town here in Australia. It's actually built on top of black obsidian. So it's really intense healing energy. And I learned a while ago um, that in back in Aboriginal culture, before it was um, taken over by white people, as we do, um, it used to be a really beautiful healing ground. So only healers would live in Byron Bay and you would go there to be healed under this power of the Black Obsidian, like it was this really sacred site, but you couldn't stay there. Like it was somewhere that you went to be healed, only healers lived there and then you would leave because it was such intense healing. And it's always been that for me. Like I've always, even before I knew that, it's always been a place that I've gone for healing in any capacity, not necessarily intentionally, but it's happened there. And it's been really similar for my family too. Some big things have happened there on family trips as well. Um, So yeah, we went there over the weekend because I signed up to do a Vedic meditation course. And I've actually recorded an interview with Natalie who taught me the course. I recorded that before I did the course. So I'm hoping timing wise, this isn't super confusing, but I'm recording this right now in real time. So you guys are going to receive this on the day that I record it. But I have done this beautiful interview with Natalie all about Vedic meditation. And I am also going to record a little follow-up to that to talk about my experience. I'm not going to put heaps in here, but basically this Vedic meditation that I have learned, I've been doing it for five days. (laughs) So I'm very new, but it has already had a massive transformative effect on me. And I am so excited by it. It's this incredible practice. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share more about my experience in another episode. But this, the reason I wanted to mention this is because I believe that this is one of the ways forward for me as far as really connecting to my truth again, because I've, I lost that. I really did lose that for a while. And so this is what I believe is my, one of the, one of the steps back to that, back home. And so I'm very, very excited about it. I've had an incredible experience so far. And I think that this is definitely a beautiful way for me also to to empower Flynn, my son, with this himself. So I guess I just kind of wanted to wrap up 
this by reminding you that it's how we carry ourselves in these face down moments that we truly see our character and it truly comes to light. And so these moments where we are down in the dumps and we are, you know, potentially touching on depression, like that's honestly where I was, is that's, I actually thought that I may need to go see a doctor. Um, But when we're in these moments, it's how we care for ourselves and how we allow others to care for us that really gives us an idea as to where we're at with our growth. And so this is a powerful time. Like this is a powerful time. If you're currently in the struggle, if you are having a really hard time, I want you to know that it's okay and it's completely normal. And if you're not having it, you're probably living inside your comfort zone and you're wasting your potential. So these moments of growth, these moments of discomfort, these times where things rise to the surface, allow the invitation because that's all it is. It's an invitation to go deeper into who you are, into your truth. And if you push it away and push it away, it's a missed opportunity. Like every time that you do that is a day that you waste on the life that you're meant to have. And I know that sounds so cliche and so life coachy, but it is so true. If you can get yourself to a place where you are brave enough to be vulnerable with yourself, the way that that will impact your life is beyond belief. And I can I can say that from my personal experience. So I hope that this has offered you a little bit of an insight into what has been going on and um, how I've been supporting myself. And just to remind you, I hope it's really reminded you that it's completely normal to go through these times and that we just need to nurture ourselves through it and give ourselves the space that we need. So thanks for listening, my loves. If you are enjoying the podcast, I would love it if you could give me a five-star rating and take some time to leave a comment on the podcast app that I would just be super grateful if you could do that. And otherwise, if you know somebody who would really benefit from hearing this right now, send it to them. Be that angel in their life that says, hey, babe, I've been thinking about you today and I just listened to this and I feel like you need to hear it. But yeah, that's it from me. I have lots of goodness coming up. I have so many interviews that I have recorded for you that I need to get my butt into gear to edit. But I just want to say a big, huge thank you for sticking around. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Awaken Pregnancy Podcast. For more, go to katecaddle.com. If you loved the show, make sure you hit subscribe. And if you are more of a candid girl and like to see what's going on behind the scenes and what I'm really like, come and check me out on Instagram, kate underscore cattle. I'll see you soon.